Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to the Backstory Podcast. I'm your host, Colby Cole, live from the Fantastic Voyage. And uh, this episode, as we celebrate Hip Hop 50, is uh, one of hip hop's greatest duos. Not only artists, but also conquered the acting world and created a classic movie. And on top of that, not many hip hop artists had a Saturday morning cartoon. Please give it up for Kid and Play. really good to, uh, to to see you all here on the uh, Fantastic Voyage. And I'm always fascinated with y'all career because, you know, you're just like me. We were all hip-hop kids, and we just fell in love with this. And then all of a sudden, we end up living our life uh, because of it. So talk a little bit about, you know, when you all came together, because you all were actually competing in different groups in high school if I understand it and then you somehow came together and back in the 80s that didn't really that was not really easy to do so talk a little bit about that it's interesting you bring it up I was just telling my girlfriend the real deeper story than that it was a place in East Elmhurst Queens really Corona Queens uh, called the Dory Miller building where they were giving uh, someone had had a party a birthday party there some occasion and what was the name of the crew you was with at that time Tally Ho. Oh, man, I don't even remember them. (laughs) (laughs) How soon they forget. I forgot. Anyway, I I come in, and I'm on uh, on an agenda, you know, uh, on a female, you know, agenda. And um, every once in a while, when it came time for the crew that was doing the party to do their their routines and their performance and stuff, you know, house party, but it was taking place in a a center, that a voice kept sticking out to me, but cut to the chase when I finally like kind of looked to see who it was, it was him and it's, it's, it was a surprise to me because he was friend of a mutual friend we had. And the only time I saw him was when it was daytime. So when it got dark time, it was time for me to take over <laughs> with the friend we had mutual. I think he right. had a curfew he had to deal with. So that's when I noticed his skills. You mean just like his, in the movie? Uh, well, um, similar, you know, yeah. so it was interesting. So as time went by, and uh, Cruz uh, continued to form and evolve. He became part of the Turnout Brothers, and I was part of Quicksilver and the Super. No, no, you gotta, you gotta tell the. I gotta tell it. You need to tell the point was the voice didn't match. Oh, oh yeah, it didn't match the look. The optics <laughs> no, it was way off. Look, yeah, he's right. I forgot about that point. The voice, the voice was, you know, the voice was, the voice was, I, you know, voice was good, but. I look crazy, you know. <laughs> well, he the glasses, yeah, the, the, big, the gold glasses, Coca Cola pop afro. glasses, yeah. the afro. Yeah. Yes, a thing called an afro. Yeah. You know, yeah. we creased our jeans back then, but his was everybody creased their creased, jeans. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so Roddy Perry in the building. But uh, yeah, uh, so that was interesting to see. It was like like that's what I said. It was a surprise to me to see the skill. The swag, the deliverance, all of that stuff. No swag whatsoever. None. It was was enough for me to say. I saw it was something I could work with. Your name was the Fresh Force Crew, right? Was that that was the initial name? Fresh Force, yeah. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that name, and then the must we? (laughs) Listen, it's Hip Hop Fifty. We are celebrating, so we we got to know the whole story. Can we bury that name (laughs) and then celebrate it? At at the time, Fresh was everybody. Yes, it was, and a force to be reckoned with. Yes, correct. Was your name Fresh Kobe Cole? No, it was (laughs) not. No. No, it was, was not. It Kobe Fresh Kobe? No, it was not. It was, it was just Kobe. <laughs> Kobe Kobe Fresh? Hi, I'm Kobe. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead, kid. No, I mean, you know, I mean, to your point, um, fresh was definitely a term that was uh, used, probably overused at the time. Yep. So that's kind of what we called ourselves. But um, You needed to see the publicity picture. We had our promo picture. Awful. Just was, awful. He and I, we were sponsored by Benetton at the time. Wow. Benetton Clothes. 
and um, we found a robot, a, ma a mannequin that looked like a robot. So that's who was standing in front of us, uh, standing between us, as though we were coming to bring the yeah, freshness. Ooh, ooh, was that your idea? That must probably, have been your idea. Probably. <laughs> he was well-dressed. I know that much. The, the robot? Oh, God. Yes. Jeez. Whatever happened to the robot? <laughs> I don't know. The fresh, he became the fresh the letter, robot. He became the letter N. <laughs> yeah. So where did Kid and Play come from with that, that name? As you stated earlier, we had been in like competing crews, and um, at the time, my rap name was Kid Cool Out. Matter of fact, like Cool Out was just like my nickname in our neighborhood. They'd be oh Cool Out, Cool Out, whatever, whatever. His his rap name was Playboy. Everybody knew him as Playboy. Playboy Mr. C. Matter of fact, was his original well, we name. Got, yeah, originally, but we got rid of the Mr. C. Right. So. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, Fresh Force did not work out. Uh, that no, we did a little something. The Latin yeah. Quarter, the Latin Quarter would disagree. The, the, it was a little, wow. little something. The Latin okay. Quarter. Oh yeah, I mean, Latin Quarter, Philly, big up to Philly. Yeah, and um, uh, believe it or not, Ohio. Those three places booked us continuously. You know what I'm saying? Right. Enough for us to get, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, what would we call Wiz? A hamburger deluxe? Cheeseburger deluxe at the diner. You know deluxe. what I'm saying? Shout out to DJ Wiz here. Shout out to that. Cheeseburger Deluxe. Okay, so anyway, as um, the groups, the different groups that we were in kind of, you know, kind of disintegrated or whatever, we were friends. We were kicking it every day. So, and, and the long story short is Kid Cool Out and Playboy became Kid and Play. It just felt like that's what represented who we were. We were kind of like on the salt and pepper tip, you know, like short and sweet, but it really seemed to represent who, um, you know, what our vibe was. Well, so, I mean, to go even deeper, when we were Fresh Force, we were signed to Sutra Records, and Sutra Records was the same label that Fat Boys was on, so they were our label mate, and then when things was, uh, you know, not working out to our satisfaction, we were able to get a deal with Select Records, and they were the home of um, UTFO, The Real Roxanne, um, Chub Rock, Chub Rock, Chub Rock. Chub Rock. so uh, our dude, uh, what you call it, um, Mantronics, Turk. right? Turk, no, no, what was no, the group? Sleeping back. What was the group Turk was with? Um, we only whistle, it. whistle, yeah, whistle. All of them was on that label, and MOP was on. Yeah, on select too. And then we are uh, with our old neighborhood friend growing up with Herbie Lovebug. You know, he was part of that deal because he was, he was hitting so hard with Salt and Pepper. I remember being with him at a party, and everybody labels was seeking what's his next thing, what's his next thing, and literally Fred Mineo approached him. I didn't know the name at the time, and asked him who's your next group, whatever. And Herbie was just quiet, and I was standing next to him, and he just pointed. He's like. You know, representing kid and play. What would be kid and play? Right. And the reason why I was really kid and play because everybody would call kid kid right. or maybe cool out, and they call me play for short instead of my name is Christopher. Call you Chris for short. So it just went along. I, I didn't understand why my name had to be last, but I was tricked. <laughs> <laughs> I was tricked. They said because more things rhyme with play, and I'm like, okay. So you guys are New York City kids, and New York is where hip hop was created. So. What were some of the, and you were from Queens, so, you know, hip-hop started in the Bronx, and... Uh, so they say. So they say, but the Queens was the borough that it skyrocketed. We say, we say the Bronx invented it, but Queens perfected it. That's what happened. All right. Founding all right. fathers. So who were some of the early artists that were kind of inspiring you all to then become MCs yourselves? It's, it's the culture, you know? Either you were dancing, you was doing any one of the four, or some would say five elements of hip-hop. took a minute for me to find my lane. But, um, you know, <laughs> that's what it was. It was like it was part of the culture. You either did one or the other, or you just didn't come outside, or it felt that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's only, there's only what one. What are you laughing about? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get to it. I know you are. <laughs> For me, there's only there's only one person that's that's responsible for me falling in love with hip hop and wanting to be a rapper, and that's Melly Mel. Okay, Melly yeah. Mel is the alpha, the yeah. omega. Yeah, he's. I know he's tired of me stalking him. I've been stalking him all week. Oh, <laughs> and, and when you and when you weren't stalking him, I stalked him at least one time. I gave him. Yeah. You don't understand. I was a little high. <laughs> you don't understand, man. Yeah, he was like, I get it. I get. No, you don't get it. Man. No, you don't understand. I know. I know he's tired of me <laughs> every night. He's like, and he's always immaculate. And he's saying, and he looks somewhere, and I'm like this. 
<laughs> yeah, but see, what Kid is making up for is a time when we was all hanging out in Atlanta. He, he, he got spirited, and we helped him to his room, along with Melly Bell is what is helping us get, wow. get to his room. And Kid That's kicks full us circle. out. That's a full circle he, But listen to this. He goes like this. Yo, man, yo, get the F out of here. Yeah, felt, you know what? It felt like an intervention. You know what I'm saying? They were taking me to my room. I was a little drunk or whatever yeah. like that. And he's like, yo, get the F out of here, dude, and take Melly Mel with you. And I'm like, dang, whoa. I got it on tape. I actually got it somewhere on one of my phones. But, um, yeah, that's an honor. But not only him, just the whole Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. And big respect to the Bronx. I don't want anybody to be taking what we said in jest the wrong way. I know how that, that can go. But with all of that being said is that um, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, I won't get into what I did to get to one of their concerts. Because, well, what is it called? When you statue of limitation, I'm cool. But anyway... <laughs> Um, yeah, man, like, yo, that, that, that group is a super group, and, and the, uh, the Treacherous yeah, Three, and the, the, yeah, you know? And, you know, Funky Four, you know, all those, you know, all those people, and, and a lot of people that, you know, didn't get, you know, they ain't get there, yeah. but, but they certainly inspired us, and they, you know, they, I don't know, it was just... I think I can speak for play when I say neither one of our fathers was particularly excited about this career choice we were doing. But we, well, see, we you couldn't. You're being nice about the groups. you saying disintegrated. <laughs> no, it's something where your parents say, y'all need to get some jobs. Get his job, going on. Yeah. So they had to get jobs. We were still the last two left standing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, I mean, look, you know, the, you know, these parents, this is the thing I try to explain to people. I'm like, like the kids today that are, that are trying to get into the entertainment businesses, they get in and getting into hip hop. They actually have things uh, they can point to. They can point to groups and, and accomplishments and stuff like that. We didn't have that. You know, 30 years ago, it was, you know, there was no, there was no future. There was no guarantee of a future. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was but it nothing. was also fun, though. Like, it was so, sort of a But they fun don't want to hear what, 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 my father's a Jamaican. He don't want to hear about no fun. What fun? <laughs> what, the, what is fun? <laughs> Life is not fun. <laughs> Life is work. So they went, you know, there's nothing we could point to. And, and you know, yeah, with me, Clay's father was school, tough, too. I got kicked out of five high schools, so it's like... He I, set the record in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> most high schools evicted from. Yeah, 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 my face was the thing like, you know, don't even bother with him. Yeah, that is, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, and here we are talking about some hip-hop. It's like, what yeah. hip, hip, what, whatever. And, you know, one of the... One of the most touching moments I had with my father when we achieved what we achieved, one of the many plateaus, is that, you know, we went to White Castle, you know, for just on some sentimental tip. And he was like, yo, I never thought what Kid and I did would ever come. Because we ended up taking our fathers to L.A. with us, to world wow. premieres. My father loves Tommy What Hearns. did your, your Jamaican father say when you mm -hmm. get him on a plane to L.A. and you're a rap group? You're a rap group? Well, I, well, I'll, tell you, well I got, I'll tell you a funny story. What, one of the things I did was... Um, McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Um, you know, I think we had we had done house party by then, so we you know we had a, we had a little bit of money, and um, my father was retiring, so I wanted to buy him a car for his retirement. But I I told him that I was buying a car. I said, Yo, you know, come with me to the dealership. So I'm gonna buy this car. I want to make sure they don't take advantage of me. And he's like, Yes, I need to come because you don't know what you're doing. And I said, Yeah, so whatever. As long as I get him there, you know what I'm saying. So we go to the dealership, 
and we talking to the salesman and whatnot. I'm, you know, I'm pretending I'm looking through brochures. I'm looking like I'm, <laughs> I'm pretending to buy a car. And then after a while, I was just like, I said, you know what? I don't, you know what? I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna buy a car today. I don't want to buy a car today. I said, Dad, you pick out a car. I'm gonna buy you a car today. Go pick, pick out whatever car you want. And I'm, I'm gonna buy it for you today. And he looked at me, and said, "You're serious?" I said, "Yeah, I'm serious. Pick out any car." He said. I always believed in you. <laughs> I said, you are lying. <laughs> but it was just great to see those always, up, you know. Yes, and I love the hair. Yes, man. man. Now give me, the, give me the black Lexus with the leather interior. <laughs> and throw some D's on that bitch. <laughs> like, how do you even know that? Like, we... But you, they yeah, have those moments. I mean, like one that would meant a lot to my father amongst many things, like meeting Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. You wow. Know? And yeah. then turn around, he loves Thomas Hearns. So when we did one of the premieres, Thomas Hearns was there, and he takes a pose with them like fighting. So that thing is still That's on his thing. You know, he treasures that and stuff. So giving, you know, yeah. all yeah. that kind of, and with the rest of the members of our family yeah. as well. One know? time we had the... Um, we got nominated for NAACP Image Award, right? So we go well, like, to your point. We so we went to LA. I flew my father out to LA, and you know he's looking around, and all of a sudden he goes, "Is that Dion Warwick?" These <laughs> <laughs> names. I say, "Yeah, that's Dion Warwick." Mm. Why I love some Dion Warwick? <laughs> so. I said, what, you want to take a picture with her? Take a picture with Dion Warwick? <laughs> <laughs> so it, I got him, he took a picture with Dion Warwick. You know what I mean? He just blew his mind, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. That's my, like Tommy Hearns type Well, stuff. yeah, my father's crush was Yolanda Adams, so, you know, oh, seeing oh, her, man. that's another thing. But, yeah, just those, those things right there. But it's like as we grew and ascended to in so many different heights that we never, because all I wanted to do was at least make a uh, uh, hurricane just to do a 12-inch single. You know what I'm saying? Shout out they to told me when, They told me when they love, women love guys who have 12, I mean, do 12-inch singles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, so I, thought they said. I didn't know it was going to turn into music videos and cartoons and Marvel comic book uh, series and wait, all that wait. stuff. I thought they said women like men that have 12 inches. Okay, I tried to or whatever, but you, so, uh, so. I think they got what I do. You know. So, so yeah. Rodney, teach him how to deliver. <laughs> oh, so during this time, though, as you guys just going back a little bit to your development uh, into Kid and Play, you had Run DMC, who was really the gods of of hip hop, and they were from Hollis Queens. And then you had LL Cool J. So you had a lot of, and then of course in your crew, Herbie with Salt and Pepper. That mm -hmm. all of that energy was sort of happening at that time. So you must have been like, man, we we excited about what could be next for you all. It's bigger than that because in East Elmhurst, you're talking Louis Armstrong, you're talking Ella Fitzgerald, Malcolm X. You know, all these other greats. And then you got Kwame. Yeah. You got, um, uh, like you said, Herbie Lovebug. Salt and Pepper frequented the neighborhood all the time like you thought they were there. Uh, who else? Was, Trap uh, Cold Quest. G-Rap. Yeah, all of it. G-Rap. G-Rap. Loved them at the East Homer's Corona yeah. area. Yeah. So, yeah, Eric B. How Eric dare B. I? You know, Eric B. And so forth and so on. So it was, a, it was a good time. And we all would, you know, had it like that to go over to Queensbridge, go over to Astoria, go to Flushing, go to Left Rack. I got robbed in Left Rack. But anyway, you know, go to those places. Shout out to Noriega. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. What uh, What did it feel like when you first heard Last Night on the Radio? That was your first big single. What was that like? Would you remember where you were at? Do I? I was about to get kicked out of my house. My father was literally getting ready to kick me out of the house. Mm -hmm. And as we, he's sitting, he's, I knew this is like the straw that broke the camel's back, whatever I did for the umpteenth time, not going to school, not having a job, certain things found under the mattress, all that kind of stuff is just time to go. So we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, I start hearing the beat. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm thinking, back then, who's remembered the all-in-one stereos that you had the cassette, yeah. the radio, the thing yeah. all together. So I'm like, you know, I want to respect him. So I'm like kind of like looking over to see because I thought that maybe the tape deck was playing all this time, but it was on a silent part waiting to flip over. Yep. And like a demo tape of stuff I had would come on, but the tape wasn't moving. And I'm saying it's the radio. 
So right in the middle of this speech he's giving me on why he loves me, and this is the hardest thing he's ever have to do, yeah, right, is that I'm like, yo, I interrupt him, I'm going crazy, yo, that's why, what? It's like something in the movies. He's like, what? He's alarmed. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, yo, my thing. I didn't even give him a chance to finish. I rushed out trying to find him, trying to find Herbie. Of course, you can't find anybody. You know what I'm saying? But that was the first time I heard it on WBLS. It was like, you. Wow. Yeah, those those are, you know, exciting times. Like, even if you heard it, you know, like in the mix, you know, you know, like, you know, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It didn't matter, you know, when we heard it, when, you know, or, or when the first time we saw a music video, I think I saw the, I think I saw the video first and like, and just like him, I ran out the house. I just, I didn't know what to do. I ran out the house. I'm looking for him. I'm like, I just ran. I just ran looking for Wiz. I'm, I ran to the park. I just kept running. I was like, yo, yo, yo. But these, you know, these like milestones that like, you know, they're they're really a big deal because, um, you know, like I said, we had nothing um, before it to compare it to. We had nothing to, you know, to uh, to aspire to. So um, we went through a lot of shut doors. Yeah. You know, a lot of lot of rejection. Yeah, but we were young. We didn't. When you're young, you know, and we you, just hung in there. We just uh, like times. I think when people ask like, what's the most exciting time? in our career and the journey, I think more of the struggling times yeah. where there was laughs and f- We used to have where... to share a hotel room together. That didn't last long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why like, is that? I was like, we got to get, we got to get more Tell successful. <laughs> I ain't staying with this dude, man. Yeah, this is this guy. He's a, we, I, no, we opposite. What? I like it hot. I like it cold. Anyway, yeah, that's exactly. No, I do like it cold. Anyway, I was just going to say, like, when this guy, let's say he would have a date with somebody, get to see some girl or whatever, and he'd come back to the hotel and want to make sure that she got home safely, safety, <laughs> safely. I'm like, what? And then, like, order a cup of tea with lemon. You know, it's like, yo, dude, you know, this ain't hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? You? It's like... So no 40 <laughs> ounces, just tea. You don't, call, you don't call to make yeah, sure meanwhile, he's say, throwing, you know he, Meanwhile, he's throwing girls off the balcony after he's done with them. No, usually you, you know, know, be a dude. He's throwing them out. He's throwing them out like Jazzy Jeff and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah dude's, dude's naked all the time. I'm like, come on, homeboy. <laughs> So <laughs> we got to get man. We we need some hits. We need some hits <laughs> and fast <laughs> and fast. You know, wow. So it's it's interesting that you made Jazzy Jeff be, named Jazzy Jeff because Jazzy Jeff for the Fresh Prince had a big part of your situation. So I'm I'm a Philly guy. So I came up with Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, and '88 was their year where they just exploded with their first rap double album, mm-hmm. and they did a song called Nightmare on My Street, which they sampled Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. And they got sued by the movie company New Line Cinema. And New Line Cinema said, all right, well, you got to pay us all this money. But, you know, if you do a movie for us, we'll cut you a break. So they give them two scripts. One of the scripts was for House Party. And I, I, I could tell you Will will probably have done it. But Jeff, that's just not who he is. What he is on, on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is that's Jeff, like, to the, to the back. And they just declined. And then you all get a hold of this script, and it changes your life. Talk about House Party. Not so, not so. Okay, not good. So, give, me the, so. give me the real story. Give it to me. We're up to a certain part on their end that you, you know, with the the, the movie company approaching them about that, yep. I ain't mad at them. They're trying to hedge their bet. Of course. Will and them is phenomenal at the time. The script was originally uh, meant for Groove Be Chill. That's yeah. what it was for, that yeah. group. Okay. And what happened was they felt, because we would always run into Warrington and uh, Reggie at industry Other parties. Yep. And they would always come up like, yo, they would always like, I didn't really believe them because like us in a movie, I can't see it. And they would always be like, yo, we got this movie we're working on, whatever. Next time Kidman would see them, yo, we got to find the draft done. Yo, we got to the movie company on there. And they wanted us to do it, Kid and Play. So what ended up happening was one day they wanted us to come up to the offices of New Line Cinema and do what you would call like an impromptu improvisation. Yeah, see I mean, if we had skills. Basically, yeah. basically an audition. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like it, it was very unorthodox. They're like on one couch and they're naming stuff. Act like kids. Stu- act like play stole your money and go. You know stuff like that. We felt. I know I felt that we were horrible. It's like ah, that. This ain't gonna happen. I didn't really have high hopes about it in the first place. So so what ended up happening was it's something Warrington and Reggie had, the director and the writers and the producers of it. They were they didn't know that New Line Cinema was trying to do that, you know, on the side. So what ended up happening was it was three o'clock 
in mid-Manhattan. School is letting out. It's time for us to go. Warrington and Reggie is coming, leaving out with us, but one of the VIPs decide to walk us down. I think he's going to have lunch or something like that. When he comes down, it's school time. All the kids are out. We have music videos out now that are hits or whatever the you want to call The box, right? Yeah. The kids see us. They go crazy. Like we're the Beatles, like it's just they go bananas, and this this VIP is witnessing all this. He rushes back upstairs and tell them, "No, these are the guys we got. We got who we got." That's what ended up happening. Wow, wow. Yo, well, let me tell you, let me tell you a story real quick. So we did the we did the movie, right? So the movie, and um, what happens is they tell us, "Hey, man, we're doing a um a screening." In Newark, Newark, New Jersey, and they made it sound like they were just going to show like a like a, a teaser or a trailer. Yep. So um, we go to this theater. They put us up in the balcony by ourselves, so nobody can see us. And all all the kids is down. Oh, these are all Newark high school kids from Newark. Okay, so you were talking about enough savages. Said. Talking enough about. said. Hey, hey my wife is from Newark. The <laughs> hardest of the hard. Okay, big up to Newark. Big up, yeah, yeah. Big, Don't do drugs. Big Stay down school. to Newark. All right, so so the kids are all downstairs. And we're upstairs watching it, and then it, it it's not it's not a trailer, it's not a teaser. They're showing the whole freaking movie, so we're like, oh dip. So we're watching the movie, and we're watching the kids, and the kids are have the kids are having a great time. The kids are doing backflips in the aisles, they're having a great time. And there's one particular point in the movie where um this is where it kind of hit home for for both of us. There's a part where. Play and Martin and the girls, they driving in the car, and um, I'm you know, I'm getting beat up and chased, and I, and then I and I see them, I go, yo, 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 you know what I mean? And they just drive by me, just drive, drive, just drive by me, and do it purposely. He did it on purpose, you know what I mean? And Martin's like, yo, man, wasn't that play? Like, oh man, he just he made man, dude drove by me, man, and one look, one of the kids from downstairs said, play, you ain't shit. <laughs> I looked at him, I was like, yeah, I was like, yo, this this is something else, man. <laughs> McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Ever notice that saying, no offense, is offensive? Like, no offense, but you're overpaying for your wireless. See? Offensive. No contract plans as low as $35 a month from Straight Talk all on a 5G network. That's the Straight Talk talking. Straight Talk, available at Walmart and Walmart.com. At 2G speeds, the functionality of some data applications such as streaming video or audio may be affected. Refer to the latest terms and conditions of service at straighttalk.com backslash support backslash terms dash conditions. A month equals 30 days. 5G access requires a 5G device in a 5G coverage area. So you get decided to do the movie. Did you all then adjust a little bit of the script? Uh, like was, was some of that... You saying, "Hey, I yeah, would do this a, that. a lot of it. That was the genius of Reggie. Was that say it how you would say it? Mm-hmm. But I do want to honestly. I mean, I want to confess. I didn't want to do the movie. I was outvoted, and the relationship myself and Kid and Herbie had is that majority rule. So I right. was outvoted. Why didn't you want to do it? Because I'm looking at movies like uh, Crush Groove, in particular, um, uh, Wild Style, and I'm you know I'm want to be business minded and I'm like I'm not seeing this happening you know and we're making good money like we never seen before with our music and touring and the love with public enemy and all of that stuff and I'm like to take time out that they want a significant amount of time out but what also made it uh, one is like you mentioned earlier you know you got Run DMC the Kings a lot of people don't know or remember they did a movie Tougher Than Leather Tougher Than Leather yeah 
the fact that you probably don't remember it speaks volumes, you know? And I'm like, okay, if these guys can't make a hit movie, what makes Kid and Play think they could do one? But Kid saw that there was something in the script. Um, when you see the original script and compared to the movie you've seen, you might think it's two different movies because he allowed a lot of us to to, to do us. Yeah, know? um, yeah. To, to Play's point, you know, Reggie was... Um, I don't know, you know, you're confident enough in the in the material and confident enough in the actors. For example, if you look at, at, at what Full Force did in that movie, they made up all that stuff. All that, I smell pussy, all, every, damn near everything. They made they made that stuff up, and Reggie was smart enough to say, okay. And, and that's the thing, you know what, a lot of times, we tried a lot of things. They, that don't mean he used everything, but he always said, let's let's try it. If it's whack, it's just like, it's just like music. You know what it is, when I, when I work with artists, I try to tell them sometimes, you want to get them out of their normal box. You want to say, let's try me, I know you never did this, but let's try it. If it's whack, we ain't gonna do it. But you gotta at least try. So they allowed us to to try it. And, and as Play said, Reggie would say, "Say it the. This is what we're trying to do in this particular scene. Say it the way you would say it. Say it the way your audience would would want to hear it. Say it the way your audience would understand it. And and that's you know that's kind of what we did. I mean, Robin Harris. Robin Harris made up damn near all his stuff too. You know what I'm saying? The late Shout out to Robin Harris. Harris. You know Amazing, what I mean? Yeah. You think Reggie wrote that? He ain't write none of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And but but to his credit, he knew something good when he heard it, and and he allowed you know John Witherspoon, all that stuff John Witherspoon saying next door. He's John that, that came off the dome. Yeah. So you that know, was a great cast. That was good. Man. I mean, you yeah. think man, about that was an all star team, bro? Yeah. yeah. Martin Lawrence. I mean, yeah. Uh, Tisha Campbell. And the thing, the thing we also did too was. Because uh, for a lot of us, it was our, our first movie or very early in our careers. Mm -hmm. Man, we we rooted for each other. You know, we wanted each other to win. You know what I mean? Like like we would come uh, on days we wasn't even shooting. We would come down to the set and let's say you know Martin was doing a, a scene, and and you know saying play, play would come down there to the set and then he he would see something, and then in between takes he go and say yo yo yo, say it like this, say it like this, or try this, try this. You know, we wanted each other to win because, you know what I mean, it, 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 it wasn't just a kid and play movie. We was at the top. An ensemble, but, yeah. Yeah, we want everybody to well. do good. Yeah, man. Yeah. So we, if we had a note for Martin or if we had a, you know what I mean, one time uh, I was doing a scene with, uh, with, with Robin Harris and he was, you know, he was breaking on me or whatever like that, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, but the, at the end, he was, he was supposed to end it on a tender note, right? <laughs> so... I had the high top at the time, so I told him in between takes, I said, look, I said, now now you you know, you, you already broke on me. So now you you know you're trying to be nice. So I said, instead of like rubbing my shoulder or something like that, try to try to pat me on top of the head and then <laughs> then just be like, you know, just get frustrated because this thing is up there like and, and he was like, Oh, that's a good idea. So he do it, he said, he said, son, I'm just trying to be not <laughs> you know, just just little little, and, and little things and like that, and it made the cut. Yeah, and it made the cut, and so it was a it was it was the Wonder Years because everybody wanted everybody else to do well. Well, I would suggest for everybody to watch House Party again and just listen to Robin Harris, the things that he was saying, just mumbling stuff. Oh my God, it was endless, and I mean, he was just really not even in his prime yet. We really, I mean, he was one of, he's one of those folks that man, I wish you know we we still around because he was it's on his way. It's a difficult thing for a director to make the choice on what's the best one of you because you got so much to pick oh, from. Man. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a very envious position to be in at all. Yeah, yeah but it was it was a good time. Yeah. It was new for a lot of us. Like Kid said, some of it, early, some of us, early, some of them earlier in their careers. But um, we we made it a good time. It wasn't like a, a big huge budget that ended up lending nah. to why the movie did so great in regards to the ratio of the percentages and stuff that was done at the box office compared to what was actually spent on the uh, the movie itself. So check this out. So, you know, I did, you know, Robin and I had a lot of scenes together because, you know, because he played my father. So there was a lot of downtime and, you know, we would talk and he was like, 
you know, you know, he was he was he was like our leader. You know what I mean? He was he was the oldest. You know, he had the you know kind of the most life experience at that time. Yeah. So you know, everything he said kind of was the gospel. So one one time we used to. This is how far back this was. We actually used to get paychecks. Like you would get a paycheck at the end of the week. And so one Friday, you know, we all got our paychecks. And Robin said, "Well, you know, what you what you getting ready to do?" He said, "I said, well, I'm you know, I'm go somewhere and cast this check." He said, "Come with me, come with me, come with me." So he took me in his car. He used to have a five point Mustang, pistol under the seat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And and this is what he does. He takes me to the, the bank that he used to work at as a security guard <laughs> to cast these checks. He's coming in hot. He's like, yeah, you motherfuckers. I told you I was going to make it. <laughs> and I got a kid with me. <laughs> so we, we cast them checks at the bank he used to work at. <laughs> he just to let them know. You know what I mean? Wow. He told me a story one time about... He was um, dating a girl, and he was going to meet her parents, so he was a little, he was nervous. So he goes there, you know, they go to dinner or whatnot, and then after dinner, the, um, you know, the, the mother had cooked some dessert. She had a pie. She had a pie, and just had some pie, and there was one, there was one piece of pie left. And the father was like, Robin, go on, go on, get that last piece of pie. Robin's like, he don't want to, you know, he don't want to make no way. He's like, no, 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 sir, I'm, I'm fine. Thank, thank you so much. But Robin... Get get man going get that pie. No, no, sir. No, I'm 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 full. Man, mama done cooked that pie. Have the last piece of that pie, will you? And then finally Robin was like, Yeah, okay, okay, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So he had he had the last piece of pie. So Robert tells me he, after dinner, he was going to he had to go to the bathroom. So go to the bathroom, he had to go past the kitchen. So as he's going past the kitchen, the mother and father's in there just doing the dishes, and he passed the kitchen, and he heard the father say, can you believe that nigga ate the last piece of pie? <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, well, just, just, I, I got to know this. What did your Jamaican father think about you in this movie and the father and Robin Harris being your father? Did y'all talk about that? I mean, to be honest, like I mean, you could you could say it about House Party, but you could also say it about Class Act. I think these these movies like were just like our lives. You know what I mean? Yeah, my my father my father was tough. His father was tough. Um, class Act it, that, that that was that was the story of our lives. He was the, he was the thug, and I was the nerd, and, and that's 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 why it was so easy. We was like, did y'all know us? Like, how do y'all how'd y'all get it so how'd you get it so right? But yeah, I don't know. I mean, what did your what did your father think about it? Um, that's a good question. I've never had that particular conversation with him. His thing is is that you know, me and my father we have a very interesting history. You know what he'd been through to to try and he was an urban pharmaceutical engineer. Okay, you know, put all it right. Like that. I like you know that. I like that. So, um, and I tried to model that and do better than him, you know. As but he did not. Too, you know? <laughs> well, so he kind of like, did, though. Uh, as, as things, I ended up, you know, who's, people could question, like, well, how, did, how does this guy, he had done nothing to deserve this kind of situation. My father became a minister. He's been a minister for well over 30-something years. All right, let's get him around. the he's, uh, right there. yeah, he, he's literally my best friend and my hero and the one I model because he had to publicly and privately go I'm wrong about face he went back to school at a very late age in life uh, robbed a bank went to prison for that and then you know all of that uh, but this was before I don't want you to think he robbed a bank while he was saved but I'm just saying this was before but just to see him be able to be say I was wrong and I still have time to get it right and then be very proud of his son and his daughters and all of that. And, and Kid and I, you know his kid well. Kid is like his son too. So it's like he's just proud, you know, that we didn't yeah, end up his with father, His father like me. <laughs> like me. What that kid up to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what did you all get paid for House Party? A lot. Oh, Lord. But the real so it was, a, it was a nice check. So yeah, I mean, the thing with not me. Not really. <laughs> well, you know, I, I look at it differently. For me, my only thing was this much time off the road from what we would normally be getting. Right. But I guess what I'm looking at is what the benefits was. This Still to this day, House Party is a gifted 
still keeps giving. You know what I'm Residual saying? Residual checks. So as far as like the immediate paycheck, I was I didn't know enough to know this was bad or good. I didn't want to do it because of the money that was offered. But you know, a, a very wise man once said to me, "Play, you have you have what it takes to be very successful in this world." Matter of fact, negotiating with Fred Monday off Select Records, he said, "The only problem I'm concerned about with you is you don't want to be penny wise and pound foolish. You know, try and pay attention to what can come out of it instead of the immediate gratification. So I did not see a house party two, three, class act, and all the other lovely things that still come, you know, to this day. So house party comes out. Did you have any idea? You know, you told me the story about being in a theater. That's one thing. But then the box office results come out, and then anywhere you go in the country or in the world, people started to notice you. Talk about how that changed your life. What was uh, amazing about House Party is not about, like Kid was saying, Kid and Play. It was about the ensemble and the cast we had and the blessings that it put on them as well. But when you look at what it did for hip-hop now in Hollywood, it proved to those who questioned, could hip-hop put butts in the seat, as Kid would say, and we were able to be a part of something to prove, yes, hip-hop can do it. And then after that, like, you know, boom, you see all these movies today, you know. Yeah, it was it was like uh, it was hard not to get noticed after that. I mean, especially with the hair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I looked weird anyway, so that was you know that was, um, yeah. But you know that that part that part was um that part is that part is fun too. I mean, that's fun. That's fun to this day. You know, um, you you know it it there's some drawbacks. You know, you don't really want to use public bathrooms. You know that much because you know people. It's the public. You know they notice you. <laughs> McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. <laughs> you go to the bathroom. You go to number two too. Yeah, I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, I'm think I'm in Chicago and I'm going. You know what I'm saying? I'm you know, some stomach rumbling. I said, man, I need to get in the bathroom right quick. So I passed these two security guards. You know, I had a hat on and everything. I'm like, man, you know, they ain't see me. Man, I get in the bathroom. I'm in. I'm in the handicap stall. I got all this room. I'm just chilling, right? And I'm letting it go. You know what I mean? And all of it. It's six o'clock in the morning. We was taking a red eye. And all of a sudden, the, the door opens. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear somebody walking in, it, and I can see his feet under the door. <laughs> he had like them black sneakers on, like some securities. I said, "No, this one of these security niggas." <laughs> and I'm looking there. I'm thinking, now, now I'm all clenched up. I can't even get it. <laughs> I can't even let it go. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I see the dude's feet, and the dude's like, "Kid." <laughs> Kid, you in that kid? <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> kid, what you doing in there, kid? <laughs> kid, you in there shitting, kid? <laughs> you telling the wrong story. Then his boy come. Wait, wait. Then his homeboy come in. And the other dude came. It's a man, kid, in there shit, man. <laughs> They ain't no house party. It's a shit party. <laughs> no, you're telling the wrong story. First of all, if, to imagine, it can be like that scene in Coming to America when they go, one of the workers go in there and see Eddie Murphy's character as a king and bowing and Garden, all yeah. of that kind of yeah. It can be like that. Yeah. But you're telling, I thought you were going to tell the other story about how you were in the uh, the disabled bathroom and you hear the wheels. We'll go ahead. That's oh, what Lord. You hear. What he, ain't, he ain't supposed to be in the thing in the store where it's for handicapped people. Yeah, he decides to use that one. I used to do that all the time, man, because it's so big. You can lay out all your stuff. I got exactly. Got a newspaper. But what but what but what happened? Yeah, yeah what happened? There's the one the one in a million time dude came in there. He's coming. He, he, 
I can, I can see, just like I can see dude's shoes, I can see the wheels. <laughs> and then he just, he, you know, I'm in there, he, he probably know damn well I ain't handicapped or nothing like that. And then he just wheeled off. <laughs> Angry wheeled off. Oh, but tell what happened. When he opened the door, he looked at you and did what? He, he was so disappointed. <laughs> he shook his head and just wheeled the fuck on out. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah, but um, no, it's um, it's 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 amazing. The love, you know, it's you know the reason why we're here on the cruise. I mean, we've done our thing at the the concert, and then we got the pajama jammy jam tonight. So you know, it still keeps. Do going. you guys ever get tired of your signature dance? Because I'm sure it's a, it's people probably ask you to do it everywhere you go. I mean, anywhere throwback for house party the '90s, it's that dance. It's cool till they come up to you and want to do it with you, and you're trying to make it obvious. Not now, but they still do it anyway, and they're right. kicking you in the leg, you know, something right. like that. Something right. like that. And where did that Honestly, dance come from? What, what was that? Oh, that was birthed out of uh, uh, some degree of desperation. But because of the music videos that we were doing prior to really touring, we had that signature. We had dances with it. We did dancing, all of that. So it was going to be expected that now when we out there, it's like, where's the dancing? You know. Uh, but the promoters weren't giving us enough to take dancers on the road. So we had to get together with dancers we had. Uh, shout out to them that um, just was like, okay, try this. You could do this, do this, because the there's a skill involved as you would know or could imagine breathing and doing that at the same time but we did it at the ages that we could do it now we do it now kids there's a very interesting in our many skits in our live shows that it was a lot easier doing what we do now back when we did it in you know late 80s and early 90s mid 90s but yeah yeah the dance is important but there was some times, like for me in particular, like like um, I wasn't I wasn't healthy. I had to have um, I had to have my hip replaced. Wow. Yeah, I got my right hip replaced, and so there was certain nights that we, you know, I just we just physically couldn't do it. But <clears throat> I, I wanted to get it. I wanted to get it fixed because I, because I know how how important it is. And, and at one point, you know, we gotta get we gotta get back to that and, and give the people what they want. So. I went and got my hip replaced in uh, in California, and um, my girlfriend was there, and you know we went to one of the best doctors, and you know I mean where they do all the athletes and all this and that, and so they replaced the hip, and I'm 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 waking up, I'm just coming out of the the operation, I'm waking up, I'm still a little groggy, and my girlfriend is right there, she got she got a, she got a phone on, and she's like. She said, she says, hey, well, you know, have you got a new hip? She said, how do you feel? And I'm still a little groggy. I said, I said, the hip, hop, the hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, the hip, 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 you don't stop. Rock it to the bang, bang, buggy, say, up, jump the buggy, because the nigga got a brand new hip. <laughs> she said, how do you feel? She said, I feel great. <laughs> I was still a little loopy, though. Well, but yeah, that, it's important. I mean, we did it the other night, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's sharing what he's going through. I'm going through something. Yeah, yeah. Right now. So, like, you know, I have a dealing with a spine situation where I just had a cyst that was in the lower part in my spine and all that stuff that had to be drained or popped out. So, dealing with that. So, yeah. 60. What are you going to do? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, but no, I mean, people look forward to it. We want to rock, you know, when we can. It was interesting when the, we have been doing it for so many years. So when he was going through what he was going through first, we stopped doing it at a strip club performance. And we was wondering how the crowd was going to act by us not doing it. But what saved us was there's a poll in the stage. So we could use that as an excuse to oh, We couldn't do it. The poll is in our way. But... um that was interesting to to not be able to do it then. So maybe like about three, four of the shows we didn't. And we just did it for the first time back. And I did for your, we did a show in um, in uh, in Florida, in uh, West Palm Beach. And we brought it back and uh, that's yeah. what's up. Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't... I think I remember that day. Of, I didn't. I didn't think you know I was going to be up to it. But as as we were performing, 
you know what I mean? I gave him that look. I was like, I was like, I think I could do it. I was like, he said, are you yeah, serious? He didn't, he didn't ask me if I could do it because I'm going through what I'm going he said, through. He's, like, he's, 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 he's like, and he just kind of grabbed my arm. Yeah, I said, let's do it. Do it. Do it. Dozy don't, you know what I'm saying? That's it. And we did it. We pulled it off. So, you know, you never know. Like I said, and like Play said, you know, the 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 audience, you know, they get you they get you hyped, they inspire you, yeah. you know, and, and you know, the they've grown to expect it. They expect they expect it to be lively, they expect it to be um, you know, bouncy or whatnot. And so that's you know, uh, we're still we're still able to do it. Thank you all for your time today. It's uh I mean it's just great that I've known you all throughout your career. But man, we know this dude a long time. I want to say publicly thank you for the support. Whenever we've gotten together in Tell the it. same city, Eric Code, nothing but love. And yeah. not to mention, you know, your power, like, you know, yeah, put their record put their record in rotation. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. No, but thank you. Uh, yeah, to be honest, like, you know, I don't you know, y'all I don't know how much y'all know about this this man right here, but this dude was is you know just a, a tremendous force you know for he's for a fresh force you no know, he ain't a fresh force <laughs> no he's good <laughs> still fresh yeah F-R-E-S-H. but r e s h at a, at a very important a very important and crucial time in in our careers you know Kobe and just you know just Philly was they were behind us and you know we I don't there's there's no Lady way B. we would have made it yeah, yeah but there's no way we would have would have would have made it without shout that. out to Wiz who came to live down there he, he did he that's how much he <laughs> loved Philly yeah Wiz we used yeah. to drag Wiz around too. yeah I ain't go I ain't quite go that far I said <laughs> give me a cheesesteak I'm going back to New York okay <laughs> um but yeah I mean and, and you've done this for so many artists and you're still doing it so uh you know shout out shout out to Kobe Cove give him a round of applause yeah. please shout out to hurricane in the building yes sir legend Hurricane. and uh, i do want to give you props for this one of the longest running tv shows news tv shows on hbo real time with bill maher you did the theme song for that show yes i did me and a couple of friends of mine uh buster and shivani yeah we did that and i also did the um the martin theme song too okay martin yeah. right um, so it always ended up being like for a friend. Like it's not like I like I've done a million. Well, themes. I hope you get some points off of for a friend, right? You know, it's <laughs> you know that's 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 not why I did it. You gotcha. know what I mean? But um, yeah. And if and if somebody tell Bill Maher to stop 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 trying to remix my song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every year he try to remix it. I'm like, I'm like, remember New Coke. Okay. <laughs> Let's give it up for Kid and Play, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up on the next Backstory Podcast, hip-hop legend Big Daddy Kane. I don't know if I ever told this story in an interview. I got the beat for Ain't No Half Steppin'. Two iconic songs came that day. Biz used to live with Cool V, his DJ. Yep. And I went over to Cool V house just to hang out and there was a little paper bag and I asked Cool V yo these, these some new records he was like those biz records some stuff that he just that he bought so I'm like let's go through them so we going through them and then I hear the song from the emotions the blind alley you know which was the beef ain't no half stepping I'm like oh yeah this is hot so Cool V looped it up in the mixer and I start writing biz is not there biz calls screaming I found it I found it. Cause there's the song that he had been looking for for like about a year and a half. We like, you found what? I, I found it. I'm telling you I'm going platinum. Wow. So I'm like, so since you all happy about that, then you probably don't mind if I take this here blind alley off your hand. You can have that. I don't give a, you know, sugar honey iced tea about that. So that day, he gave me the beat to Ain't No Half Steppin' and he found the beat to Just a Friend. The Backstory Podcast with Kobe Kolb is an Urban One Incorporated Reach Media Pod is Good production, hosted and executive produced by yours truly, Kobe Kolb, edited by Donkus. Follow us on Twitter at BackstoryPCC, on Instagram, Get the Backstory. For sales and corporate partnerships, Josh Romani and Michelle Marino. Digital marketing, Walter Gaynor, J.R. Smith, and Tim Hall. Thanks again for listening to the Backstory Podcast.